Hello, my name is Ryan Martinez. I am your host for the Seventh Tier Podcast. I'm joined today with two members from Lockin Band. Uh, band, sorry, <laughs> Benji and Paddy. How you doing? You're right. Yeah, all right, boys. What are your socials and where can we find you? Uh, on Instagram, Lockin underscore Band. Same on Twitter, and then if you just search Lockin on Facebook, should pop up there as well. Cool. What he said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So obviously you can find us on Seventh Tier at Seventh Tier on Instagram, and. Uh, how you guys doing today? Yeah, all good, man. Sweet. Yeah, good, yeah, good, nice. good, good. So, um, how did you guys meet? Like, how did it start? When did you think, like, you know, think to yourselves, you know what, we could be a band? Uh, so, quite a while ago now, uh, actually, before Paddy joined the band, uh, myself, Sam, our bassist, and Angus, our guitarist, um, or one of our guitarists, uh, we was at, went to school together, went sixth form, um, and we were just messing around at school and that and be like oh let's just like play guitar together and that and on my birthday in February 2019 we just did like a little acoustic performance to our friends and that which uh, was just good fun and then um, fast forward a few months to, to June when we sort of wanted to progress it a little bit the other guy sort of said oh we'll give you free reign sort of do what you want now um, so they, they went and uh, it was left me Sam and Angus and then we met Paddy at Community Festival didn't we it was a pleasure um, <laughs> Yeah, no, that was good. Um, and then uh, Ollie, Ollie, our drummer, we met uh, via a friend um, a few months later. But our first practice was actually uh, September 2019. Was our first ever rehearsal, which was uh, which was interesting. Yeah, and is that where you? It? Yeah, it was in my bedroom. Is oh. that when you guys decided like shit, we're clicking? Like, yeah, well, I think it was always a sort of case of like <coughs> we all we loved music. To do it, didn't we? Yeah, you know what I mean? and like we all loved music, and then it was just a matter of like writing the songs that we just enjoy. Really, that's mm. what we wanted to do. So, talk me with your first release, Teenager. When was that? When did that come out? That was uh, September twenty, uh, twenty twenty, September twenty twenty. Yeah. All right. So not too, not too like long after your first rehearsal. Oh no, a whole year later. Yeah. Oh, whole year, yeah, yeah twenty nineteen. Okay, my bad, my bad. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, my apologies. <laughs> so, okay, so you recorded Teenager, and was this in like your first, like your, your first time like in the studio together? And, like it was, wasn't it? Yeah. How were you feeling? Like, was it nerve-wracking? Were you guys nervous? I was or nervous, you, or man. Like, oh. We were seeing, like, racks of um, mixing gear and stuff, and we didn't know how to take it, and then he just pulled up the laptop and did it there and then. Yeah. But it was really exciting. Like, it's, it's the best times being in the studio, sort of, with all the boys, and just ideas are flowing. And um, it was a learning curve, really, and we took it in our stride. We didn't sort of think too much about it, and I think if the boys were nervous, they didn't show it too much. Yeah, so you <laughs> sort, you're sort of like, be best to like let it go naturally, like... Yeah, yeah, that's like, like that's what it's always been from the start, it's just like, let it flow, and just see what comes out of it, really, like, we enjoy what we do, mm. so it's it was just a matter of just keep writing the tunes and see what happens with it, really. All right, so like, what was the creative process behind like your first, like your first release. So about writing process. Um, it was a very much a team effort. Um, I think from memory, um, Sam and Angus will say this was a song that was sort of pre-locking. So it's a very old song. I mean, I I came on board and I did the riff for it, and then the drums got put into play, and um, we had it, and it was pretty much done and dusted months and months before the song came to well, sort of the room, really. Yeah, so the song was actually like written a while back, but then Paddy joined the band and obviously uh, worked in it more. As you say, I did the riff and that, and then I wrote the lyrics there and then for that. Um, but yeah, as I say, the song we had the song away a while, but we didn't actually record the song until what 
February, m- March 2020. So just at the start of COVID, we actually is when we first. Right. But that was a demo track, yeah. and then the actual Spotify track recorded a, a few months later, and that went up in sem- September 2020. Right, so your first song comes out, right? And I'm guessing you guys were somewhat nervous at, as to what reaction you were going to get. Yeah. And then it yeah. became positive. Everyone was, but yeah. I mean, as soon as you told me and I heard it, I was <laughs> like, you know what? This is my cup of tea. Yeah, it's, you know? a, it's an enjoyable And then, so, so you did Teenager, right? Yep. And then after that, it was, I believe, Rosy Cheeks. Yeah, that's the one. Right, so how long did you guys wait until writing Rosy Cheeks? Um, well, well, Rosy Cheeks was sort of, that's another song that got, um, it, it, it was written a long time before we went to record it. I mean, I remember it like it was yesterday. It was um, I was coming back from meeting these boys in a pub, and uh, I got home a bit too late. And uh, <laughs> I was playing it in my room, and I had an idea in my head, and it was all night. It was there, and it was sort of very sort of strong in my head. And then I got home, and I was writing it, and then um, I got told to stop halfway through by my parents, which was interesting. Um, and I brought it to the boys and it was in your bedroom again I think that's what we need to go back to your bedroom <laughs> that's where all our good ideas yeah, no, that's where they all start that's where yeah. all, all yeah no it was I actually I remember I remember the day we wrote that I don't really because we write <clears throat> we practice every Sunday well actually this one probably wasn't even a Sunday it was probably a Tuesday night I can imagine because yeah, Ollie like worked that. but um, we practice every week essentially and we write every week so this song comes to the table but I don't usually remember sort of the writing I remember the writing process and how we did it and whatnot, but I don't remember like specifically when we did it and the vibe that day or whatever, mm. what I was wearing. Yeah. <laughs> but that day I remember, I remember. I look good. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but nah, yeah, that, that day Paddy just said, oh, I've got this riff, I've got this riff. And it's, if you know Rosie Cheeks, it's got that prominent melody throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was just like, oh, write some catchy lyrics. Yeah, and I was like, when someone just says that to you, it's like automatically put comment, but you took it very seriously. Because as soon as practice starts, I'm sort of in the mindset to write lyrics. Mm. So that because I don't write before or after, well, I might adjust after, but I write there and then when the melody's like there in front of me. But you're playing it, for example. Yeah, and then yeah, I just started like having on rosy cheeks, and then that's how the song sort of just molded together. And then yeah, because yeah, like so I've noticed teenagers a lot about being young. Obviously, teenager is in the name, quite (laughs) obvious. But um, Rosie Cheeks was more about, so from what I heard, it sounded more like a sort of, you're talking about someone. Yeah, definitely. So it w- like, I'm not, obviously, don't mention any names, but like, <laughs> so what's the situation that led you to come up with those lyrics, those specific lyrics? Well, I think it's, it's the, the song sort of talks about um, how you thought someone was nice and mm. um, the perception of someone. And I think like that's quite open to interpretation to someone else they might have been in an experience where they've been treated badly by someone um but essentially yeah obviously paddy said write some catchy lyrics but i already sort of had an idea for a verse that would be talking about that um sort of being um, overwhelmed with emotion when when talking to a girl um and then it sort of comes to the penultimate um they don't like you anymore or something like that mm. and then that's when the rosy cheeks and the blue eyes, blue eyes I thought your heart was all nice sort of lyric comes from I mean the from. narrative is still quite of the same age as teenager life yeah definitely so it's like young yeah. more like young love it's a love yeah. song but I, see yeah. it, I think it still still aims like at the youth sort of thing I feel like that's why it slaps so much because now obviously your guys are around my age and obviously I relate to these situations and I feel like I could relate to these situations, not a nice situation, but the way you guys presented it was in a way that... It leaves it open. You, yeah, mm. yeah, like, you know about the situation, uh, you know what it means, however, like, you, you're you're still enjoying 
the tempo. Yeah, you're, you, you're not, you, like, you can play that song in whatever mood you're in. I think we like in. sort of um, correlating with our contemporaries, really. Like, yeah. That's very important to us. Whenever sort of songs come about, we always like to see could our age group relate to this. Mm. And I mean, most of our fans come from our age group, do you know what I mean? So it's always important to have that connection with someone. Yeah, know? definitely, definitely agree with that, yeah. Yeah, so Rosie Cheeks came out, you got the feedback. And next thing you know, I see that you guys are on the billboard at West Ham, at West Ham Stadium. Yeah. Like, what was that like, boys? Because I see that stemmed a lot, a good relationship with West Ham. That's our club, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was, mad. Bit, it was a bit mental because obviously we're all, obviously Sam's a West Ham supporter. I mean, he's, he's an Arsenal supporter, really. But he says, oh, my mum supports West Ham. So yeah, he's a West Ham supporter, really. So we say we're a West Ham band. We are a West Ham band. We are, And yeah, uh, yeah so that was a... Yeah, that was mental, to be fair, getting that, that on the screen. Thanks to my friend at West Ham, um, Matt. And, uh, yeah, no, it was, just, yeah, it was just... Yeah, it was a bit mental, yeah, seeing that, seeing our face on there. I think Haller scored a worldie. That, not that he scored many, but he scored, a, he scored a really good goal that day as well. And they put it on a little compilation of the goal and that. So, yeah, no, that was, a, that was class, yeah, to I be fair. Yeah, I saw that. So, how did that even come about? Like, how, did that, how did you end up with, in that position? Um, so yeah, just I've got this friend at West Ham, just because I do. Oh, Matt. Yeah, Matt. Because okay. um, yeah. I'm, I'm a massive West Ham fan myself. Do a bit of work with the junior supporters board at West Ham, um, and just sort of like just talking about the fans and that stuff really. So it's quite fun. Um, and yeah, just speaking to him, and he, he follows the band and that enjoys the band. So it was just sort of he's like, oh well, I've got this opportunity. I was like, mate. Rabbit, yeah, that's brilliant. We're like, quite a yeah. good socialiser in that respect. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a bit of an opportunist. Like, yeah. that. I like, I like. To be fair, you know, that's a good way to be. You know, like you've got to take chances as they come, yeah. especially as like starting out as a as a new band. Like, just grab anything we can, really, and that's why I'd like never, even if stuff hopefully progresses. Like, I would never turn down an opportunity to do anything, really. Like, obviously, we're here today, and like, yeah. it's been good fun and that. So, yeah. From what I feel, like you've lot have come a long way since teenager. Oh, definitely. It oh, definitely feels that way, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah, you guys grew up fast and respectively, just like you deserve, like you deserve it. It worked hard, honestly. For it, like, did, yeah. some well, people might like. Obviously, your friends might be like, "Oh, yeah, the song's good," but really, they're not there. But genuinely, everyone enjoys. It. Everyone that hears it actually enjoys your Cheers, music. Man. Appreciate well, it. I know I do. I know <laughs> Billy does. And yeah, man, it's like, it's like the fact that you guys are growing so quick just goes to show, you know, that you guys are are you guys came out at the right time. Yeah, because yeah, Get Over It came out. <coughs> and, like, I, I saw, like, some of the, like, the reports and, like, the like people writing about yeah, it. Yeah, we had a lot of write-ups on that one. That was, yeah. a, that was a big release for us, massive yeah. release. I mean, Teenager and Rosie, <coughs> respectively, did good, um, like, really well, in fact, like, as our mm. debut and our, and our second release. But there was something about Get Over It from the get-go, when we wrote it, it sort of felt really good. It felt good, didn't it? Yeah, and yeah. it was, I was we speaking a bit before this about like the feeling of when you write a song and you just sort of know. And sometimes it's not there and you're like, like we've been in situations where we've written a song. Initially, it's going really well and we're thinking, right, this like this can mm. be a banger, yes, excited. Yeah. And then you get further into the song, you delve a bit deeper and it's like, it's not quite working. Mm. And we still finish the song and we'll still bank it and have it there. What helped with this song was it got captured quite quickly. Do you know what I mean? The, what you've, see on the the release 
was sort of that and that energy was there from the start like not a lot has changed with that song from how we first recorded it like you listen to the first recording okay it's a bit sort of here and there but yeah. it's got the same riff it's got the same guitar yeah. part oh same yeah vocals, it's exactly I mean? the same as a demo like when we whenever we like write a song in the studio we'll always get the phone out <laughs> record the whole song mm. so like we've got a whole whole list of songs on, on our phones whatever that we've got just recorded and um yeah that one hasn't changed hasn't changed much at all from the original from the original which is which is good uh, can you do you want to talk about what what was like why get over it had the lyrics it had so obviously yeah so um to get over it that that song's basically overcoming so we got rosy cheeks which was like the the love towel and then get over it to follow is sort of like the overcoming of that and yeah the, the, aftermath, yeah, sort of the getting the getting through it and all get over it I mean it can be seen as quite a like just get over it but it's mo- yeah. it's not it more talks about the process of getting over it because to be fair it's not like you're just like oh just get over it because it's like you say I need a break in the song yeah. which obviously you know describes you like you're, you're already, already worn down by the situation yeah. and that like, you need to get over it you need to take that step past it to yeah. work to the future and I feel like you know like do, do you guys sometimes feel like when, so when Rosie Cheeks came out, did you guys feel like a pressure? Like, all oh, right, we need to sell, like, release another banger. That's I don't think we saw pressure. Yeah. I think it was um, it, it got bigger, but it didn't become pressure because this is what we love doing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, we don't have, I mean, obviously we love football and all that, but mm-hmm. music is our sort of our, our vice, really. And yeah, it's definitely. what we put all our energy into, but we only do that because we love it. So I don't think we just put music out there for the sake of, yeah, because we enjoy doing that so to put pressure on it then you'd hear it in the music itself and I think get over it you see Mm. although the actual song and the music behind it is very sort of uplifting um, I think the lyrics behind it are quite dark but they they came out at the right time where people was more feeling pressure in their life rather than us feeling pressure as a band do you know what I mean like Covid just came back with the pandemic and all that it was just after it was just after (laughs) after Christmas Mm. And like everyone was locked down over Christmas, and uh, I know get over it. If you see the name, you think, well, "I mean, like, that's a bit forward, isn't it?" But if you listen to obviously the lyrics deeply, it talks about more about the process of getting over it rather than mm. just get over it. Yeah, not not about the like not about like the answer. It's about how to get to the yeah, answer. Yeah, exactly. And I think the melody of the song as well correlates really well with like with the with the lyrics as well because. The song starts really vibrant and then it slows down into a verse, into a really m- m- melodious uh, chorus, and then it, the, so- the song completely changes. That is a good word. That is a good word. The song completely melodious. changes. Yeah, you yeah. know what? That, that exists now. That Wait, exists where's now, the pen yeah. and paper? <laughs> <laughs> but the song. Trademark and then, it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, the song then goes into the second verse. Um, which literally the bass line comes in, then it mm. and the song just like completely flips into this sort you of always like choppy. Bit. Yeah, I really like it. A bit. I like it live as well. When we practice mm. it, we'll give it some like. And yeah. then that sort of to me in the song is then him back on track. Is a lyric in there, and that's him mm. like getting through with it or mm. them. Sorry. Yeah, like I like what you said that you release music because you enjoy it because it really shows. Like obviously you're not trying to like stay the same style like as each song like the same sort of like tempo because. Uh, the train came out and someone I used to know came out and that's more acoustic sort of like more personal from yeah, what it seems like. That project. Well, someone I used to know was, um, we actually played that in our first ever little, little mini gig really. It was um, it was an acoustic set 
in Sawbridgeworth somewhere. Yeah, we're at our hometown basically. Yeah, but um, yeah, someone I used to know just came. It came after 2019, the summer, and I was feeling quite down really about a a person in particular. (laughs) 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 Um, Are you blushing for this person? This this Um, person will not be named for legal reasons. but yeah, it just it, it was very self-reflective. I think both of the songs are quite self-reflective, like mm. and and the inspiration I was drawing on, um, they were with um, Stevie Nicks and um, from Fleetwood Mac. Her lyrics always felt quite sort of deep and dark. Yet there was quite a positive outlook towards the end of the songs. Mm. You know what I mean? I think that's also a sort of a getting over it. Without using that <laughs> lyric, someone I used to know is definitely yeah, doing it's, that. It's a process, isn't it? And and yeah, like as I say, well, so you brought someone I used to know to the table with us, and then obviously the train only really was written sort of January time, and yeah. we released the songs in February, which is so rare for us because usually we sit on a song for so long before it actually gets released. So it was nice to have something they that was really fresh. Really hear it like the other boys until we went to sort of we gave them it. It yeah. was like a little recording. Then they loved it, and like because yeah, we it. literally wrote it because they knew obviously we see uh the note well notebook is what it's called is our project it was just something to give back to everyone that had been supporting us so we get over obviously go over it done really well rosie and our debut teenager so the but project we like the idea of the change like yeah we wanted to show well. we wanted to show like a different side to us you've got but a not range not yeah. just no, stuck on not, one not just yeah. like an indie tune sort yeah, of we exactly. wanted to we wanted to put something out there that's like that it's just an easy to your ears and just something relatable to everyone. Because I heard you like, I was like, oh yeah, we just put out the train and someone needs to know. So I was like checking it out and I heard it and it started off and it was like, oh, it's a lot slower. Yeah. Oh, it's acoustic. Nice. And then I just got sucked into it, man. It's in my playlist. Like <laughs> I bang it every, like, every nice. time I like feel it. Like. But it's just good. Like if someone shuffle played our play, uh, Spotify, sorry, it would just be like some really like upbeat song and then it will go into a someone used to know or the train and it would just sort of, it just sort of brings it back down and it's sort of, it's just a leveler. It's a leveler. Yeah, bro. Like <laughs> it's just like, I feel like it's good that, you know, bands such as yourself have a whole range because, you know, like, with bands like Arctic Monkeys, for example, they've had like, um, they've had like when the sun comes down, it's like all kind of sort of punk, like sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. rocky, heavier stuff. And then next, you know, you got no buses, and then after that, a few years later, you got you know a hotel, uh, um, what's it called? Tranquility, Tranquility Base, base Hotel, hotel like. in Casino. Yes, there yeah, you go. very different. Uh, that that also like um, shows their progression as sort of as a band as well, and obviously they're free to experiment, which is what I love about Arctic Monkeys as well. Is sort of like in that respect, I wouldn't say we're very similar to our Arctic Monkeys, maybe in the sound, maybe in some respects, but as an indie band. But we like I just the like idea of change, and we're not phased by it. I don't think. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I mean, more like in the fact, in the fact that you're not, you're not afraid to change. No. Oh no, no not at all. But no, then no, again, no. I don't think we do it just for the sake of being awkward for others. Yeah, like not, not, not for the sake for of the being quirky. It's for the sake yeah. of you just wanting to do it. Fresh with people, really. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I, I quite like the idea of taking our fans out of their comfort zones and listening to things that maybe actually they might not have originally listened to but we're mm. putting our own twist on it and they're quite liking it so yeah like that's 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 a good thing to like keep the fans like from coming back because they know they're not just going to hear the same thing so exactly. so what sort of music inspirations got you like what how did you fall in love with music that's what i want to know wow. um i <laughs> <Look> mean <at> <laughs> <laughs> um the first sort of 
thing I remember about music in general was um, it was always playing in my ass, like always. But I remember um song, was it Take Me Out by Franz Ferdinand? Yeah, that was playing at the time. It was, came out about 2004 or five when I was really young, but it was always on the radio and I was like, it's mental, I like that. Yeah. And then it just continues and I mean, I got into sort of um, listening to artists like Paul Weller and the 60s vibes and all that and... Um, <laughs> From there, you just start listening to loads of stuff like jazz, or a bit of that's trying to sound pretentious. But <laughs> yeah. I do like jazz. But it's <laughs> funny you should say about Franz Ferdinand and that song "Take Me Out" is because before I even knew Paddy, um, Sam, I've known for years since I was probably like three, four years old, nursery, whatever. Our bassist was Afro. Yeah. Um, he, uh, I actually sent him a message. I, I just said. I saw this video of Franz Ferdinand playing that song live and it was mental. Like the mm. crowd were going absolutely mental. And this was 2017. I sent him a message. I said, oh, I want to be in a band. I was just like, I want to be in a band. And uh, yeah, so I sent him a video of that song and he was like, oh, that'd be good. But yeah, I've saved that in the chat and it's still there. So <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that's how I see it started. But yeah, musical inspirations. And um, personally, um, I didn't really start getting into music until I was a bit older, really. More like coming into my teenage years mm. just listen to like typical pop when I was growing up really um, my brother's quite into indie so got into it that way um, but throughout the band there's loads and loads of different inspirations like you, as you say you're more 60s you like some disco stuff yeah. I like some I like modern indie some alternative R&B Sam is talking about Arctic Monkeys he's really into them mm. Angus Foles Ollie Lincoln Park like there's so many different sort of we have common ground though I think as a band like we like the Aussie scenes I mean obviously you delve deep into that um, yeah Sticky Fingers like Sticky Fingers Sticky well. Fingers is a band we all like like they're oh, the flies are cheap, yeah, yeah. some stone and rock stuff like we all really mm. like like, um, but yeah, that's like the that's the common ground. But then, personally, so different. So yeah, different. like mm. obviously not you. People don't expect all of you to be in this, have the same brain, really. Like yeah. no, but like, I think that's what makes us sound good. Though is like a, mm. Sam's baseline can be sort of taken from some abstract thing he'd be listening to, yeah, some and stuff. then. It might be sort of Yanis from Foles for Gus that he's yeah. digging, and, and then he, but he as well. Like, he likes the Aussie scene as well. Yeah, he does. Yeah, Spacey Jane, band called Spacey Jane, he really likes. But yeah, just loads of different. It's endless, stuff. really. I, mean, I, I think as um, unafraid as we are from changing our sound, we're also unafraid of uh, what we listen to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So okay, this is a question you don't have to answer in case it's something mm-hmm. you've got something planned you don't want to let me know yeah, yeah. but would you ever consider doing like an unplugged version of all your previous songs that'd be Teenager yeah, wow. Rosie Cheeks yeah. Yeah, I, feel like, yeah. I feel like like those songs especially like I feel like they could feel so different mm. definitely I like Rosie Cheeks uh, when, whenever we slow it down and do an unplugged version like just between proper us groovy, yeah we do we groove it up and we mm. sort of like get into proper rhythm of it I think we got a little clip on Instagram actually of when we did a live before of us doing that tune we've never really like stripped back get over it not really, uh, no. I'd be interested to see see what that sounds like stripped back. But like yeah, work. yeah. But Rosie is the one stripped back. It sounds it sounds really nice stripped mm. back. Yeah, I think I think you've have you have, have you previewed it on your snap? Oh no, not snap your Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a. I'm pretty I sure I've heard it. And I was yeah, yeah. It's, it's really nice. It's really I see Benji, you're starting to like look because you're starting to play guitar too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've always sort He's of dabbled well. it. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, bro. I've always sort of like dabbled it. Like it's always been there. My brother plays guitar, and uh, and so now now I've got like lots of time on my hands to do it. Like I'm really like pushing to sort of get going with it. And then I think now again, not being scared to like 
push our sound, whatever, that will add a different sound to, to another guitar. I think guitar. guitarists were quite interested in bringing... Mm. Especially if it's acoustic, like, yeah. it might sound it might sound really nice. But, yeah, like, just, just getting into it, really. Yeah. I think because our songs are all, generally speaking, our songs gem- get put on a sort of... They start off with an acoustic guitar. Yeah. It's not that hard to take it back to how yeah. it Oh, as in, like, was. the initial demo? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, if someone brings a song to the table, puts it in our chat... Um, it'll be an acoustic demo mm. it'll be like them just playing no one really does any computer stuff and makes the drums or anything no. it's all just raw just the guitar mm. initially which sometimes can be hard to sort of uh, represent a song sometimes you've sent me a song and it'll be a bit like I can't really hear like where it'll go but then it'll show me in person and it's a completely different mm. song mm. over text so there is that is a there's a bit <coughs> of a problem there where that lies but again like it's never we it's make ne- it work though, yeah we, we always make it work it was just sort just of just about yeah <laughs> it's obviously easier now I'm living in London to ever sort of meet up and do a little little um, we've been session. doing that quite a lot really yeah, haven't we writing together and things like that but yeah but we usually write as a collective with everything else but sort of to start songs we'll sort of do it together mm. sometimes just change it up yeah, just experiment as we as we keep saying yeah <laughs> but it's, you know what's the way to go man yeah. you, you, you're gonna sound unique and that's what sells like that's what's that's what makes you sound better than the rest. Uh, yes. Paddy, when did you decide? So you've listened to when you was younger, 2004, 2005, mm. Rams Ferdinand. When did you decide the guitar is the instrument for me? Wow. Um, good question. That is a very good question. Um, so I, uh, it was around Christmas time, around, I think I was about 14, 15, and I was, I got, I haven't heard this before. Into, I got so. stringed into playing some stupid instruments like clarinet. And stuff. <laughs> I've heard about that. <laughs> My mum might like that one, but he gets um, abused for that. Yeah, big time, man, <laughs> big time. But um, yeah, I was playing clarinet. I wasn't enjoying it, and um, I think I got into a bit of buffer around Christmas time, <laughs> New Year's. Um, and in the end, my dad just handed me like an Oasis songbook, a Beatles songbook, and a guitar. Mm-hmm. He said, "Learn," and I. I started in the deep end really and I just got going yeah. and so I do you know what I had no interest in being in a band so to speak I thought I'd go and do my own thing really mm. um, and then I saw Stone Roses 2017 at Wembley and sort of changed my whole outlook and I was like right I've got to be in a band it took me two years later to get into a band mm. but yeah, I, it was by fate as well it, it was, was it? yeah it's sort of as I was saying before about us meeting at a festival through friends Um <clears throat> So, yeah, no, it's a bit of a weird one, but yeah. It's mental, it? When did you actually start learning guitar, like, when you were, like... 14, yeah. I think, 15, I don't know. Yeah, that's <laughs> It's so enough, long man. ago now. So what would you say, like, to someone learning guitar? For example, I, I tried to learn guitar, but I only made it as far as power chords. And, like... You're off by there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, but, like, yeah, so... It's just con- it's consistency, um, isn't it? I think that's I lost I touch with guitar it's because um, I got stuck at power chords. So is there anything you'd say? Learning guitar is in three phases. There's sort of... The, the first phase is there's endless possibilities. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's it's the unknown of sort of that which excites people or makes people get frightened of it. But generally, if you're in it for the long run you got the, and you're in it for the right reasons... You go on to second stage, and that's where things just don't sound as good as they were in the first phase. Yeah. But as long as you keep pursuing it and real and continue to realise why you're doing it, you get to the third phase, and it's like, wow. I feel like I'm I mean? like me as someone that's not really played guitar fully like my whole life, whatever. Really starting to get into it now, <clears throat> and I feel like just saying them phases. You said that to me before, but like I definitely yeah. feel like after the last sort of like six months of me 
learning it. Well, I've been learning for about a year and a half now. But <coughs> like in terms of like the last six months, I've been that phase two. Mm. Now coming into that phase three, <laughs> getting all technical oh, with yeah. it. <laughs> but like, but it's it's true though, and I am coming into that, and it sort of it is it's so much more enjoyable. Mm. Like when you start getting into it more. Yeah, mate. Like it's like nowadays, like. People, so I've spoken to other guitarists, and I don't know whether you agree or not. But some people, I talk to them and I tell them, "Look, man, I don't know any music theory. I just know that I've learned. I learned mm. a few tabs. I don't know any music Maybe. theory. Yeah. So they go like, oh, uh, man, like music theory. I feel like restricts me a lot in terms of creative process because I'm too uh, too busy trying to get the I right scale. Restricts stuff. you, man. Like I'd love to learn how to do stuff like with whatever they do with the mm. squiggly lines and all that crap. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just. You just play what uh, all the best guitarists are self-taught. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you look down the list of guitarists, like Kurt Cobain, he Kurt Cobain, right through Jimmy Payne, Jimi Hendrix, whoever you want to name, yeah. they're all self-taught. Van really. Uh, well, he's not a good guitarist. <laughs> we'll leave it at that, shall we? Sorry, Van. Van, <laughs> um, if you're watching, yeah, Van, if you are watching, love you. <laughs> no um, hard feelings. But yeah, the, uh, most uh, guitarists are sort of the good ones anyway. Self-taught and it can restrict you and it can be very sort of constrictive when you're trying to create something and music is, it can be anything you want it to be. Do you know what I mean? And I, I always say to people like, <clears throat> you should listen to something and, and interpret it your own way. Like, I think that's the most important thing. Like, cause if you, you get music teachers telling me, no, it's got to be like that and it's got to be this time and it's got to be that. And it's, it's crap. Yeah, that's why I that. didn't take yeah, music right. at GCSE or anything like that. It's Neither. Just, well, I wasn't really super into music, but <laughs> that is one thing. Teacher, are, but <laughs> cool. but uh, yeah, no, it's just yeah, we enjoy it. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense because they they probably try to teach you their habits as yeah. well. Exactly. Their habits couldn't wouldn't doesn't necessarily could work for you. So yeah, no, for sure. Oh. Sorry, viewers, uh, we <laughs> seem to have had uh, technical problems. Uh, blame Seaboy. Yeah, I'm blaming <laughs> I'm, blame, I'm, blame, I'm blaming cameraman number one. <coughs> Has this happened uh, to uh, you before? <laughs> or is it just the us? Maybe. Yeah. It's no fun if there's no problems involved, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, nothing ever goes too smoothly. Yeah, like exactly. what the kids want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, let's get cracking, shall we? Yeah. Benji, yeah. when did you realise you wanted to sing? Um, when did you find your voice? Never, never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, funnily enough. Um, so first practice as the band, like original band, at Angus's house. Um, our guitarist, one of our guitarists. Um, we had our friend on uh, on vocals, and I actually play drums. So I've learnt drums since I was like uh, probably like fourteen. Um, and I was playing on drums, and he was singing "Riot Van" by Arctic Monkeys, and uh, it was uh, he sang in a very northern accent. <laughs> 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 and. Uh, and then we were just taking me. I was like, oh, I'll give it a go of singing. I'll give it a go of singing. But I, I always enjoyed singing, but I never sort of did anything with it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and then I started singing, and then Angus sounded like, oh, sounds sound, sound all right, that. And I was like, oh, cool. And then literally from there, it's not too interesting. It just literally meant I stood up I mean, one day, sung. That's good taste then. <laughs> That's all we're saying. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then, yeah, from then, literally just carried on since, really. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Get a bit of vocal practice up to park. I see you the geese. Look into Pride Show, Elizabeth yeah. Olympic Park. <laughs> Soon. <laughs> Speaking of shows, you've got one in June. Yeah. Obviously, it's sold out. How how did you feel when it's sold out? Well, I mean, obviously, 
Starstruck. We all come from different areas. Well, you lot come from Sawbridgeworth, but I'm very much an East London boy. Mm. And I mean, well, you now live, I live in Hackney. Oh, bro, I'm from Beckton, but I, I used to chill in Hackney. Hackney nice one. But um, <laughs> <laughs> you now live in East London. Yeah. So it's it's very much a it's a home gig for us really. Yeah. And it's in, it's it's exciting. I mean, obviously the Oasis connection. Yeah, it was Oasis's first London debut gig at that venue. So. Um. So yeah, it was mental really, and to sell it out. I mean, in itself, is just nuts. So yeah, yeah. We were, we're over the moon. I think the same weekend we sold out the Water Rats, and then um we got so- played on Soccer AM. So it was a. Very uh, interesting weekend. Very excitable yeah, weekend yeah. for sure. Like it was, uh, it was a bit nuts. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> I'll, 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 um, I'll jump on the stage and take my shirt off. Show everyone will enjoy that. You should plug the old t-shirt jumpers. Man. Yeah, get oh, a yeah. 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 No, bro. Yeah, you wear them throughout the we'll whole thing. Get Just launch them. Yeah, we'll just launch them. Yeah, So yeah, it's funny that you guys mentioned Oasis because, like, I feel like your sort of dress sense, your style. Is sort of early Britpop, like sort of late Britpop. I'm not saying it's 100%. But I would say it's. Um, you got to bear in mind, they take elements from the 60s. Exactly. Yeah. That's why yeah. they dress like that. So, like, I think we do it better. Exactly. Yeah. Timeless life. So, like, they. <laughs> we do yeah, it better. We do. We but do. They, they, uh, <laughs> they obviously dress like that because they have the same inspirations mm. as, like, Paddy, say. And then, obviously, I'm just really into, like, 70s fashion anyway. So, mm. like. Uh, that's why I got into it really like I sort of over since start lockdown really is when I started like not changing our way but sort of like progressing it really yeah but yeah I think since you got to London you've been a bit more daring <laughs> yeah definitely yeah it's, it's, it's the air pollution around here it's <laughs> 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 inhaling yeah, the fumes yeah. and he's like so I have an like avocado on toast and all that <laughs> mad right, don't take the piss <laughs> 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 alright boys so as a band without music, what's your favourite thing to do together? Like, pub. Yeah, pub. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's where it started, so definitely. That's our pastime, really. Isn't well, it's it? where the name started. Looking. Exactly. So, yeah, pubs, pubs, anything to do with alcohol. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> just to be fair, my first time meeting Benji was at a pub. So. Yeah. <laughs> and it was at Weatherspoons as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. What else? Well, literally, I think any chance we get, we're either in a pub or writing music. I don't think there's few and far fun. between. Yeah, I mean, obviously we all hungover, but go West Ham. Obviously, you go West Ham, I go West Ham. So yeah. a bit of that going on. Um, obviously, we went to school together with a few of the boys, so known each other for a while. But yeah, pub. Pub. Just, pub, man. Pub just pub really oh, wait till it's festival season oh you yeah, guys oh, yeah that's a point that's actually, a point yeah. is that music sort of yeah that's related. still music related isn't it I guess yeah. true, true. no yeah pub, pub. you know you might be yeah, you might be like we ain't boring you know I mean? like, we don't do book clubs or stuff like that <laughs> yeah we do yoga in our, yeah, exactly. in our spare time yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You, you guys do like group reading and that yeah. <laughs> Paddy reads prayers and stuff we yeah. listen <laughs> so What's in the what's 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 in the books? What's in the cards? Like, where do you want to be? Say in the pipeline in a few years from now. Ooh, a few years. An where do you guys feel, see yourselves? Um, the I feel like the objective as such is always sort of we always want to play Brixton Academy. Mm. I think that's a that's a massive venue, great venue. venue. We we've been to see so many gigs there. Um, so like t- to play there in 
two, three years' time will be pretty nuts. If not, ne- if not next year, yeah. but in a few years' time, it will do. Probably and next then obviously year. <laughs> I think, obviously, on a personal level for me, is that definitely um, having a collection of albums and whatnot that I'm sort of, we're all dead proud of, really. I think yeah. it's quite easy to go, right, I want to play there, I want to play there, but I want to look sort of in 20 years' time and have that album, like, definitely, maybe, or whatever, and people go, well, that's a standalone album and it's timeless. Do you know what I mean? I want mm. that more than anything. I'd retire with an album like that. Yeah, I mean? like, of course you want something you can like show your kids, your mm. grandkids, about. Like, look, exactly. this was this this was back in the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, but I just I just think, yeah, as you say, recording, recording good music and playing big venues to a lot of people that are singing back the lyrics, that's the objective in general. Right. I like the way you guys didn't go, oh, I want to make it big, want to get because you know what yeah you know money is a bonus but like it's all about but the I think love a lot the of people going in, into it like for money and I think they got their priorities wrong and anyone yeah. listening who's in it for money you're wrong and but you just said it like it's an art yeah and, yeah. and uh, that's the thing that that's as well as pub we just love writing music. Exactly. So, like, yeah. It's good. It's, uh, well, we yeah. won't do one without the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, yeah, when you enjoy doing what you're doing, it's, you don't think about that. Like getting paid as a bonus. Yeah, that's oh, just, yeah. That'll just, that'll come. That'll yeah, come. that will come eventually. And, yeah. and then it'll be great. I want a Rolls Royce, but. Uh, <laughs> and a Rolex. Yeah, yeah. you don't. Apart you don't from that, <laughs> you don't mind running the course until then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the course will do for now, you know. Yeah, it'll get you from point A to point B. That yeah, course well. seen a lot of time. Yeah, that course. Yeah. That could, yeah. It's been big. It's, ta- it's taken us down to Portsmouth. It's taken us to Portsmouth. You actually have a course, I guess. I, like, I have a course, and it it takes us everywhere. Trust me. Well, not so much these days. Yeah. Yeah, well, Ollie, well, yeah, I suppose he's got Ollie's a course got as well. And then, oh. and then uh, Angus, uh, I guess the guitarist, he, he has a mini. Yellow mini. <laughs> Yellow yeah. mini. Six like, like a sore thumb. And he no has to pump up the tyres every time he drives. Oh, but that's a whole other story. Yeah. That's <laughs> story. We all take turns pumping it up, which yeah. I think is quite good as a bond. To, to the tune, pump it up. Uh, yeah. Just to, get us going, <laughs> just to get us going a little bit, you know what I mean? So, are you guys nervous for your first big venue show that's been sold out? Like, Not now. Not now, <laughs> but closer to the date, do you reckon you will be? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I I'm not like going to be around the bush and say, no, nah, nah, oh, no, I'm going to smash that, it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, it's going to be nerve-wracking. But of course, but I mean, I think our, our stage presence has come in a long way, and I think that hides our nerves. But I feel like you guys need that, because once yeah. you get it, once you do it the first time, hopefully it becomes second nature. I feel like, yeah, like the nerves will go after the first verse. That's oh, yeah. how I always see it. Like, there's nerves. Like, even sometimes performing in front of a few people, like, there's more pressure in that mm. rather than a crowd of 150, I think it is. So, um, yeah, definitely, like, first verse, get out of the way, and then we're in. Mm. We're so, in. So, how, so, have you guys got experience performing? Like, obviously, you've said you've done, like, little, little gigs. gigs but we've never, as Lockin, done an official like proper gig. Really we did a charity no. gig for Maddie Kelly. That was um, nerve-wracking, but that's because yeah. we knew a lot of people in the crowd. Yeah, you know it I mean? was, yeah, I don't know, it's a weird one. But not re- We haven't really done an official yeah. show as such. Um, so like, it'll be, it's going to be really exciting as well. Playing to Big Mac was quite <laughs> scary, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> big up Big Mac. Yeah. So big yeah, big I feel Mac. like you guys will do great, man, personally, because, you know... Like it's different, like rehearsing this band and then having other people in like the same spot as you listening in, because obviously you're like, oh, what if I make a mistake? But I feel like even if you do make a mistake, 
that you're only human, man. Yeah, yeah. exactly. At the end of the day, you guys aren't, aren't <laughs> machines, you know. You're, yeah. you're, you're not cartoons like gorillas. Like, they're, mm. they're never going to fail because... We're a group of perfectionists. We are. And, yeah, there is that element, but we will practice that live set yeah. until an hour before the show yeah. just to make sure like we all understand that what happens on stage happens on stage you, sometimes you can't help certain things and whatever exactly. but, but I think we're all gig goers though aren't we we all yeah. love we going, all to going to gigs, gigs so we I know like what we like and I t definitely in terms of live inspiration I'm always watching live videos of bands especially coming into Likewise. like like look, I like watching like Catfish and the Bottom and I think they're a really good live band mm. but I think um, th of the times that we we're in right now oh, <laughs> My talking snap. <laughs> um, in the times we we're in right now, I think good bands they just play a gig, and I think great bands they perform and mm. put on a show for people. I like that. Love, yeah. <laughs> I like that very <laughs> much. Get that pen and paper. One for the documentary, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. So, all right. So, COVID hit. Did you guys like? So obviously now COVID's hit. You know. People aren't at work. You guys aren't in school for a while. Do you reckon that gave you a lot of time to sort of work with each other? Definitely. I mean, so COVID, it's like a blessing in disguise sort of thing. COVID oh, made massive. us really. I yeah, mean, as we much built as the foundations of COVID, and yeah, like it, uh, you might want to rephrase that. I can be taken out of context, right? We well, built the foundations of COVID. Off COVID, off the back off. of COVID. Oh, off the back of COVID. Off the oh, back okay. of lockdown is oh, what we I mean. Of COVID, like you no, no, COVID. no. <laughs> built COVID. No. Yeah, built COVID. No, yeah, like yeah. I, we the band sort of come, we released the first demo track on SoundCloud at the start of COVID, and then obviously we were doing nothing. No one was working. No one was at school. Mm. The foundations, I mean, are like we were writing all the time. Yeah, and coming into sort of the back end of summer and obviously t that's when Teenager come out as a real song on Spotify, a real song, as a real like release. Mm. Um, it was just sort of, yeah, we had, a, a, we've got, because of COVID, we've got a large bank of songs that we can distribute and mm. do what we want with accordingly. Well, I think me and Angus as sort of writing music and whatnot, I think we both came into a good spell during COVID and I think if we listened back to some of the songs we were doing just based off you in your uh, whatever you do on your uh, laptop. <laughs> oh yeah, during so basically during COVID with the demo stuff because obviously we couldn't meet. Angus or Paddy would send in a guitar, a guitar like melody, some chords, and then I'd go to my car and I'd like record the the, the audio of my lyrics, whatever, and then I'd just whack it in Audacity and we just see what it sounds mm. like. And we did that with a fair few songs, to be fair, and but none of them songs I'd say we would necessarily release. No. Like I don't think like they were definitely the experimental stage of us building into the sound that we are today, and yeah, no, that was yeah. Covid as, as bad as it's been has built lock in. Yeah, it's really it's, it's made us sort of. We was we was due to gig about the week. That it was couple, the week. It was a it week. Was, yeah. it, no, it was the weekend that our first ever gig. Yeah, was meant to be the weekend everything got locked down, and it got cancelled. And I'm not saying things would be a lot different if we did that gig, but it could be. I feel like you guys, like what you're, so you're trying to say, you might have had more experience in, in the sort of yeah, 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 definitely. It's seen it's it's taken sort of a year, really. I mean, if we was uh, if we did that gig, we would have just seen been seen as like a mates band, really. With yeah. you know, we're upstage and we're sort of 
we're amusing our mates really mm. rather than fans or supporters mm. or what, what you want to name them supporters supporters yeah. right. I feel like it was good like the fact that it not that it got cancelled but like it gave you time to really build a following yeah like, definitely definitely and uh, a lot's happened since then that's helped us as well so yeah are you guys in a new studio I think are you in a yeah new so the demos we recorded originally so Teenager Rosie and the two demos recorded at Hunter Studios big up Ant and Georgie um that was great fun proper enjoyed that and then we sort of just sort of went went up a level we started recording in london we wanted to go somewhere a bit more local to paddy as well mm. so we recorded at premises studios um with a gent called curtis um and that was just that was to get over Big it that was, yeah that was that was great fun that day and we got we got yeah. and just listening listening to the track on the way home in the car as well was just like satisfying yeah it was really satisfying just to hear a song that we'd had for a while sound just on it was just a different level because they've got all the equipment and everything there mm. like some big names of like Arctic Monkeys have like rehearsed there mm. and stuff Even I don't know yeah, 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 so you guys have brought like a little bit of a connection with Tom Grennan yeah, yeah yeah so he was a he's a, he's a good lad Tom and he, he sort of followed the same route we have mm. as well through like this feeling promotion Sky like Sports like tune isn't it yeah Sky Sports <laughs> tune um and uh, yeah, no, he's just a, he was a class lad and he was, yeah, he was rehearsing at premises one day and he was just like, oh, you're right, you're doing boys, proper sound guy, chatting to us, proper nice. And yeah, like we all love his tunes as well. Angus especially loves his tunes. So yeah, it was a bit mad, mad He nicked his parking space though. Yeah, he, ni he did nick all his parking space. He wasn't happy But I may have told him to for the band. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but potentially, it's not confirmed, is it? <laughs> no, exactly. So, all right. So guys, you, obviously you all go to the pub, that's like your your, your favourite thing to do. Yeah. Who's the who's the he who's the heaviest drinker? Well oh. I don't think we're we're filled with a band Me. that's blessed. No, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> no, I don't think we're filled with we're blessed with uh, the best drinkers, but yeah, so I, drink I can confirm lot. is Paddy isn't. I drink gin and tonic though, it's a different game, isn't it? No, I'm only joking. So gin and tonic's your go to drink. Yeah. What about yours? Uh it usually starts it starts Stella. with beer not just Stella and then <laughs> I usually go I like a bit of rum I like Captain Morgan's I like Tiki or anything like that really I like rum but yeah who gets the worst like when drunk like who gets Swimming. Ollie's completely Sam, I don't know Sam oh to be Ollie fair Sam's emotional. probably I'd say Sam's the heaviest drinker yeah. Sam, probably, Sam can drink a lot yeah. Ollie, Ollie gets all lovey Oh, I love you, boy. Yeah, he gets all like that, and then it's me and you really just drinking. Yeah, <laughs> just sat on the table, like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we go down our local Queen's Head in Sawbridgeworth, um, and we all have well, a local to us, and it's local to where we used to rehearse. Mm. Um, we haven't had the chance to obviously go down there in a while, but um, yeah, we usually drink there, and uh, yeah, it's good it's fun, good fun. fun. Yeah, yeah, it's always it's always there's a always people who know us there as well. So yeah, no, OCE, I just. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. So, 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 what you're trying to say is you, people are recognizing you, you guys now. Uh, I he works with. Not <laughs> so oh, all right, fair enough. Fair supporters. enough. Fair enough. <laughs> a, f a few times, um, like, Tom did. Yeah, to, to be fair, Tom <laughs> Grennan said, "Oh, I know, like whatever." How did that feel? That was yeah, it was not nuts. Good. It I tried good. playing it down, but we um, all played it down because yeah. obviously yeah, it's Tom Grennan. Yeah, as soon as he walks out there, that's literally what happened. We went upstairs, we're like. 
Yeah. Uh, hell, like, because originally the name on the board was written Tom Greenan, and yeah. I googled it like, who's this Tom Greenan guy? Because I like, cause they always have quite yeah. a decent name. Like Arlo Parks was in there when we first mm-hmm. went. Um, so like, we was like, I was like, who's this Tom Greenan guy? Like, uh, they must have misspelled Tom Greenan, and the guy like rubbed it out and he put Greenan. I was yeah, like, it's decent. And Ella Henderson was there as well. So yeah, yeah. she was there. Yeah, she's, they're, they're cool though. She's wearing a Budweiser tracksuit. Yeah, she looks sick. Yeah. Budweiser tracksuit. Yeah, yeah it, it came off Wish, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> One of them <laughs> Poor Ella. <laughs> oh, God. No, the song that the song they've just released is sick though, to be fair. She's got a beautiful voice, man. Yeah, Despite the tracksuit. <laughs> I liked it personally. Yeah. So, okay, so obviously you guys are yourselves now. Yeah. Do you ever see yourselves with say another artist doing working with them um or do you reckon that wouldn't mix well with your with what you're doing no like in terms of a lock-in feature like in another person i'd like i couldn't i couldn't see it happening right now but i'm always open to like someone if it was the sort of i i quite like like women vocalists yeah definitely vocalists yeah i always like that 100 percent. i mean i i mean sort of i don't think we'd we wouldn't have like a rapper on our side. We wouldn't have a drill artist. Come on. <laughs> yeah, no. But like, verse on it. See, I need a break. Ching man down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to get that in there, didn't you? Like, yeah, you were waiting for that in yeah, there. Yeah, I was. I was, I was <laughs> no, but the thing is, had a like, I've been waiting years for that. <laughs> <laughs> I like alternative R and B, and you like soul, and Sam likes I do a bit like of R and B as well. Like, yeah, you like. Yeah, yeah. That's quite a common point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I feel like eventually we'd love to produce like that a slow vibe, these tune, and like mm. getting a woman vocalist on that would be Definitely. really nice. Getting yeah, really like nice. Anderson in the Budweiser dr- uh, tracksuit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. No, Only if she wears the Budweiser tracksuit. Yeah, Only that's yeah. a requirement. <laughs> <laughs> so, you've released all these songs. You're getting good feedback. Yeah. You're getting lots of opportunities. You know, in, in the future, you want to make timeless music. But have you guys ever considered, like, I don't know, maybe, like, I don't know. So, obviously, we discussed Unplugged. Mm-hmm. So, and we've discussed features. What about, what, what about like, maybe da- like dabbling in other genres? Yeah, no, 100%. Oh, definitely. 100%. We dabble, again, with the soul well, and I mean, R&B side of things. Because if you see bands like everyone you know. Oh, yeah, no, that's cool. Everyone, that's cool. Like, that um, what's called um, you got songs like the drive. Yeah, I like the drive. When the sun comes up, love the lyrics in the drive. Mm. And then you got dance like we used to, which has got like a D and B sort of mm. undertone to it. Yeah. So would you you guys reckon you'd like you'd 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 experiment dabbling? I mean, that? we wouldn't do a classical album. I don't think. I mean, I don't think. So we, we always us. we always joke yeah. about whenever someone comes up with like an extravagant idea, or be like, oh, let's add this or like yeah. whatever. Mm. That third album. Third out, it's always like the the answer is I'm always like just Benji sat down with a cello. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We always just say third album. Third it's just album. third album. It's yeah. just like something that you just want to experiment with or do. Is just it will come in. It will come in. It's time. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, like this is experimental as it is. Exactly. Sort of from what it was before. If you said like we'd release this tune, then like. Bear in mind, Teenager was probably the first song we ever wrote, like one of the first songs we ever wrote. It was quite heavy. If you played like Rosy Cheeks or Get Over It To Me then, I'd have been like, what is this? Mm. Like, I can't believe we'd do that. But it's saying that we keep talking but about it's experimental stuff. It's what we're listening stuff, to at the time though, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's a oh, major yeah, thing. that's true, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think as, as when we was writing Teenager, it, it was um, very much Arctic Monkeys was the vibe, I suppose, and sort of them kind of... Sort of two thousands bands really yeah, was yeah. Um, knocking about and 
it reflects like what you listen to reflects what you you write really and i always believe in that yeah definitely i agree with you there we definitely how we feel as well mm. is what comes out but yeah a definite mix of if we're all finding common ground with a sort of song or a genre or album it was sort of it will really translate with what we're writing at the time yeah um at the moment i couldn't tell you what it is um talking yeah, right it's now. Own, but I mean, there, there's, yeah. always, there's always going to be write ups, though. That will, Whoa, will, sorry about that. Yeah, but there'll be write ups based on what we're doing now, I suppose, and they'll go, oh, it's just indie. But mm. it's not, really. Yeah. I, I just see it. A bit I, of I funk. Think, like. Yeah, but I, I always see it. It's, just, it's the newest format of British rock and roll, really, because people don't know how to describe you and they don't want to know how to describe you. They just want to put you in one category, really. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like you guys could easily come up with your own sound. Like first few guitar, like first few like notes from your guitar, and they're like, "All right, this is locking." Mm. Yeah, like, I hope I hope that translate as well. Like with the songs that are like, due to be come out and whatever the songs that are Definitely. already there. Like I feel like people would be like, "Oh, that's sounds like locking. That yeah. sounds like locking." Yeah. Rather than saying like, "Oh, they sound a bit like indie-ish." Yeah, they sound yeah. a bit like Foles, or they sound a bit like. I feel like, and that's something that we take quite a bit of pride in, yeah. is that people don't really do that. People do say, like, oh, what does it sound like? Or, like, mm. yeah, things like that. So, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I always like when people, it doesn't sound like I've heard anything before. Yeah. That's always a good That's point. a massive compliment. That is a massive Anything, compliment. like, as weird as it sounds, saying it's not normal is a massive compliment. Yeah. Indie is such a wide category. And you can be put in so many different brackets. But it's of indie so rock. vague, though, isn't it? Yeah. So if so you say you're an indie band, it it can mean so many different things. I don't. Um, I don't think we like being put into one category. I'd we say we sway more towards indie pop. Mm. Um, but then also we do have indie. If you were to what bands are if you was to give it a title like? for something, yeah, for, it'd be indie for the pop. sake of explaining it. But it's, you are you. But yeah, that's how we see it. Is like we just we don't want to be compared to anything. We just we do what what we want. <laughs> exactly. So, why the name Lockin, and why did you choose a padlock to be your logo? Um, so, shame Ollie ain't here to explain because yeah. he loves this story. He does. He, um, this is his one sort of fame. Yeah. So, we was I used to work at a pub in Churchgate Street called the Queen's Head, and um, there had been people going around smashing up pubs and whatnot. Um, so, basically, the owner turned around and said, uh, "Either everyone can go, or we'll do a lock-in." And like, bearing in mind, this is like our first ever time we met sort of outside a rehearsal space in like a pub. And uh, Ollie turned around and he's like, because we were joking about like names and like we needed to come mm. up with a name. I think we had like vacant spaces and the sway. Sort of there was all stuff, sorts knocking yeah. about. And he goes, oh, lock in, that'd be a good name. <coughs> and, um, it was all like looking at each other a bit like, oh, that, mm. that'd actually yeah, work. Yeah, like, yeah. It's kind of obviously with the padlock and a lock. If like, I feel like having a, a low, like an icon mm. rather than sort of like a big logo would was yeah. like a nice way to look at it and mm. obviously there's, there's so many ways you can you can, you can use the padlock as well We're with imagery shirts, yeah exactly with like yeah, the football, I've shirts. Seen the football shirts I love I love mm. them they said uh, rosy cheeks on the back yeah hopefully we'll be able to get a few of them like made and put we out there we get yeah no. you know it's potentially a 7th tier lock in collab yeah. design no, definitely. why not why not why not endless yeah no but the padlock and the lock and having a lock in it all fit fitted really nicely together especially as we all love the pub <laughs> yeah, it yeah, being yes. a lock-in was uh, was really good. I mean, lock-in's quite a sort of <coughs> a, a 
long-term thing with pubs really it happens quite a bit yeah 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 people mean? like yeah. the people that know know and they'll be like oh pub lock-in yeah, yeah. But obviously not to be confused with lockdown yeah that comes up quite a bit yeah we do get a bit of that but then i get i think in due in due time like give it hopefully in a few years people won't won't sort of be saying that but it's one of them like things yeah was there, was there any sort of like yeah. bad names that you almost had like you might have like potentially had in yeah so vacant spaces was definitely one that sam sam just has a list of like <coughs> loads of he names he's, stuff, a, he's sam makes a list of like every quote he hears like <coughs> just mm. randomly and things like that so like he had a whole list of band names ready yeah, yeah i mean to be fair like molly crew yeah. were almost called the foreskins so really yeah <laughs> <laughs> i could imagine that though the no, we uh, yeah. So as I say, we had Oscuros, the sway, vacant spaces. I even made like a logo for vacant because I thought that was going to be it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's but it's all, it's it's somewhat it like, like empty though. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there is a band out there called Vacant, but also that was another thing having a name that no one else was called. Yeah. If you search up Locking on on Spotify and that. There is, You're I there. think there's probably like one or two or something yeah. like that. It's just us at the top. So, but, And also you lock up the dash between the lock and yeah, the end. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's how you can di- differentiate. Yeah, that Obviously, ASAP Rock has got the dollar sign. Yeah. yeah so definitely. we've spoken about, you know, the process of how you got into, like, how you guys met, how you're going to, like, how you came up with the name, the songs, the creative process. Is there anything you want to say to, say, other bands who... So I sort of starting out as well are in the same position you were when you started. Is there any sort of things for inspiration that um, you would like to give? No pressure really. Just yeah, right when you enjoy it. Exactly. Be consistent. Right well, I think there's what we should say three things. Right when you enjoy it, be consistent with it and don't compare yourself to other bands. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah, just enjoy, just enjoy it. Enjoy yeah. it. Enjoy yeah. the writing process when you start That's just cool there. Now. there's loads of different things but I think it just sort of all comes in the bubble of just enjoy yourself Mm. because if you're enjoying yourself then there's no pressure behind it then the sky's the limit and more of course so uh, one last important question very important oh yeah Blur or Oasis Uh, wow Oasis for me Um, (laughs) do you want just a a standard answer or do you want the answer I would give (laughs) give your truthful answer don't have to say why, just... As a middle-class boy from London, <laughs> I'd have to go with Blur, right? <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> musically speaking, Oasis were stronger. Yeah. I, I, I think there's two different sides you can look at it, and especially as like us experimental, I keep saying it, but like yeah. Blur were that experimental band that mm. were doing something different, mm. and Oasis were that sort of... Live, yeah, like hard hitting bands, yeah, because part life and song two completely different, yeah, exactly. But then I suppose you could argue the same with Oasis that you had the importance of being idol and then you had Morning Glory or Rock and Roll Star, Mm. yeah, no, yeah, it's they're two very contrasting bands, I think, at the same time, yeah. I feel like that whole like sort of feud thing was a bit, you know, like I don't know, I just think it's very easy to go with Oasis though, and I think a lot of bands try and do that anyway mm. so everyone sort of wants to Liam Gallagher it's yeah, about yeah, yeah. Different, yeah. Isn't it? yeah but definitely yeah but I'd, I say Oasis what do you say then what's your answer what's your actual answer Blur he said Blur Blur then yeah Blur I mean, Oasis that's what he said I'm going to say that I mean I'm not saying you, you don't you don't prefer one that, actually no that's exactly <laughs> what made you do but you so you both you enjoy both bands Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like both bands, but 
I say I sway more towards Oasis um, mm. than, than Blur, but I like Then again, I, like I have phases, though. So you can come back to me in about a year's time and go, nah, Blur what? Blur <laughs> what? It's all about Pink yeah. Floyd, mate. Yeah. We're not. <laughs> We're not going to ride no wave. <laughs> <laughs> you, they're making their own wave. Exactly. Yeah, like, I feel yeah. at the moment, like, there's not many indie bands, especially in London. Yeah. That, uh, that, that's what you're saying, isn't it? Like, there's not many bands coming through, like... So, definitely to be one of the bands that sort of, like, pushes other bands with us, mm. I definitely mm. think about as well. Like, you say the wave, and obviously there's going to be other people catching the wave. And I feel like... Especially in like the rap scene, I feel like a lot of rappers come together and like make the songs and like they all feature on each other's songs. Whereas bands just do their own thing. Like yeah. bands, there, band here producing a song. You got band here producing a song. I'd always right, feel like more inclined to help a band from London because of I've seen what the scene's like. Do you know what I mean? It's so hard to find bands from London. They, they always say like whoever you see on the way up, you'll see on the way down. Exactly. So like, why not all just like we'll ride the wave with each other? Yeah. So. Guys, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Great, Benji, Paddy, it. very insightful. Oh, I enjoyed fine. this, I genuinely. Enjoy. Yeah, it's good. And uh, you can find these guys at Lockin on both platforms. So yeah, so at Lockin Instagram. underscore bands. It'll be on Benji's head, on top of Benji's <laughs> head. And you can find us at 7 tier. Thank you very much. Cool. Big ups, everyone. Thanks for watching. Nice one.